0: for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now.
1: Welcome to the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, episode 3. I'm looking out my window at turquoise water it's just still as glass and white sand, uh, palm trees. It's early in the morning. There's not very many people on the beach yet. I got tired a few days ago of being stuck at home and jumped in the car and drove down to the panhandle of Florida. I'm, I'm on Santa Rosa Beach. I got my GeoGo app out, and I planned a trip of counties so that I could grab some new counties. In my plan, I had 26 that I was going to get on the way down. I got nine, so I was not successful in getting counties. It was an 18-hour drive for me the way I did it uh, to get some new counties, and it was just a long, long, long day. But I'm happy to be here. I mean, I'm, I'm here looking at the water. This is day three. They just opened the beaches yesterday, so I got to go down for just a minute and not just look from afar, but actually go down. That was nice. Uh, But today, I have that fever. There are so many caches in this area that I don't have. Now, if you've been in this area, down in the Destin uh, area, then you know that there's there's an Air Force base here, Eglin Air Force Base. And it's both a wonderful and terrible place because it is chock full of geocaches. I mean, there are... 1 million geocaches at Eglin Air Force Base. And that's the good news. The bad news is you can't go there without a pass. Now, I came down, I I have a place down here, and so I had a pass. My wife and I, uh, he made me, uh, came to Destin, and we went to the Eglin Air Force Base to the visitor center and to get our passes. And to get your passes, you have to watch an educational video on the do's and don'ts of what to do out here. And one of the don'ts is, you know, don't touch live ammunition that hasn't exploded yet. That's good, Uh, unexploded ordnance. And the other one is, is they have the base mapped out into quadrants and they have safe zones and danger zones. So yes, they, uh, they bomb parts of it at times And they kind of warn you to stay out of those zones, a whole bunch of zones, for your safety. Well, all that's well and good, and we had the passes for a year, and in that year, I only got about 10 caches on one day, and I let my pass expire, they expire uh, each year. And so today, I don't have a pass, they're not open, and I can't go there. So all that being said, I'm I can see on my geocaching map hundreds and hundreds of caches I don't have, but I'm going to have to drive about 45 minutes past them to get to a place where I can actually grab some. I've spotted a trail over in a place called Mary Esther. It's a town called Mary Esther, and I've spotted a power trail over there, and I think I'm going to go do that this morning. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, I also may drive over just a little bit further to Pensacola, Florida, where my granddaughter lives, Dill Rose, that's her geocaching name, and uh, maybe grab her and do some geocaching. If not, I do plan to uh, hook up with Dill Rose sometime this week or next week, and we're going to go on a geocaching trip, so we'll report back on that. I don't have a guest this morning, so I think I'm just going to go jump in the car and get some geocaching. I'll be back before you know it. If you know me, then you know when I say I'll be back after geocaching in a minute, that that never happens. In fact, it's actually been almost a week since I recorded that. And rather than start over, I'm just going to take up on the story where I left off. I was sitting in the condo. I was looking at the beach. I was thinking about geocaching. I was thinking about my granddaughter, and I packed up all my stuff, put it in the car, grabbed my dog, put her in the car, and drove from Destin to Pensacola, just about 45 minutes, to get my granddaughter. And her and I, and it was fairly late in the afternoon, far too late in the day to start a, a, a long trip, but we did. And I said, hey, would you like to go to Missouri with me and geocache along the way? And she said, absolutely. So I went and picked her up. Now I'm back in Missouri. I'm actually back at Digital Planet Studios, And I've got Dylan Rose in the studio with me in the control. Well, I'm in the control booth. She's in the vocal booth. Dylan, say hi to everybody. Hello. (laughs) She's very timid on the microphone. (laughs) So Dylan, we went on a long trip.
0: Yep. It was fun.
1: (laughs) Good. Did you really have fun? Yeah, I did. Was driving your favorite part? Nope. (laughs) Uh, How many, how many, how long did we drive?
0: Like 18 hours. It was a long time.
1: Over how many days? Two. Yeah, it took two days to get here. It's only a 14 and a half hour trip, and I say only. That's about 10 hours longer than I ever like to drive. But the way we did it, stopping to get counties along the way, it just took a while. How many counties did we find, Dylan? I don't know. Well, I will tell you that when I originally left, I was going to try to get 26, and I only got nine on the way down there. But on the way back, you and I got 21 new counties.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I know. It's crazy. And I know you've probably never looked at your uh, county map before, but it's going to look much more impressive than it did before we started the trip. So here's something interesting I remember that I was kind of shocked at. There was a point in the trip where I said, how many caches do you have now? And you had just logged a cache and gotten the Blue Switch souvenir. Do you remember what you told me?
0: No. what I say?
1: You said, I have 18 finds now and 16 souvenirs. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Do you realize that everybody listening is going, what do you mean? She had 16 souvenirs out of 18 geocaches. How is that possible? Well, it's possible because every time there's a cool souvenir available, I try to go get you so we go get them. Do you like the souvenirs?
0: Oh, I love them.
1: That's what I thought. (laughs) How many geocaches do you have now?
0: I have 33.
1: 33. So as much as I've taken you out, we haven't been able to get very many each time we go. We usually just get one until this trip. But I offered you a big opportunity. I offered you the opportunity for you and I to go back to Florida to fly down there one way and pick up a car and drive it here. And you didn't seem very excited.
0: Not because I didn't want to go geocaching. Just the car ride is so long.
1: Okay, fair enough. Let me ask you some things about yourself. You are the youngest person we've ever interviewed on the podcast. How old are you?
0: I'm 14.
1: You know, when I go to events, I see lots of kids. And I'm always jealous because my granddaughters that love to geocache live so far away that I don't get to take you guys to these events, but there are a lot of really young people that love this, uh, love this sport. Have you ever geocached with any of your friends?
0: No, they don't know what it is.
1: Oh, maybe we'll have to have an event in Pensacola. I can put one on and we can invite people and you can meet them.
0: Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How So you found 33 geocaches, now you have 16, you still have 16 souvenirs. What's your favorite type of geocache to find?
0: The ones that are more hidden, not the ones that are like out in the open.
1: Okay. So when we pull into a parking lot and there's a light pole, that's not your favorite? No. No?
0: I feel like that's just too obvious.
1: Yeah. I think I know what your favorite place to get a geocache is. What would you say? Cemeteries.
0: No, I hate
1: cemeteries. (laughs) How do you feel about cemeteries at night?
0: No, that's even worse.
1: Have you ever been to a cemetery at night? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I love cemetery caches and because we had to get the county, we did. I have to admit that we went to a cemetery after dark, maybe two, to complete our counties on the way.
0: Oh, that was really scary.
1: You were scared. I I admit (laughs) it. We drove and we drove and we drove and we got tired. And so we decided we were going to have to get a hotel. Do you remember that? Yeah. We were in Meridian, Mississippi, and we decided to get a hotel. And the problem was, is that we needed two rooms, first of all, one for you and one for me. But the other thing is we had Heidi with us.
0: Yeah.
1: Heidi is a... is a dog, but not a geo dog. She loves to go with me. And I took her to Florida with me, but she doesn't love to geocache. She loves to pee, but she doesn't love to (laughs) geocache. And so we get to Meridian and we need a hotel. And what did we end up having to do?
0: We had to hide her under my blanket. And we walked in, we made sure no one was there. And as soon as we got into the elevator, we celebrated because we finally got her in.
1: Yeah. And it went okay. She does great in hotels. She's uh, house trained, so she doesn't do anything she shouldn't do. What's funny about that is, is that particular hotel actually accepts dogs. It's a long story we won't go into, but it just wasn't working out. So we had to sneak Heidi into a hotel that we shouldn't even have to sneak in. And then I forgot something else really important, uh, and I remembered it in the middle of the night. And then I could barely sleep. You know what it was? What? When we pulled in, I parked in a place where they couldn't see Heidi, and I forgot to move my car.
0: Oh, I remember that. It was in a handicapped spot.
1: I know. I'm going to hell. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> um, so anyway, we got up super early and moved the car and put Heidi in, and we got back on our, got back on our way. You like the ones that are hidden better. Give me an idea of, of one that you can think of or a type, that the way it was hidden.
0: Um, One of my favorites was the one in the mailbox because there was real mail in front of it and I hadn't thought to like move the mail. So that was really good. Yeah, that was in
1: Memphis, Tennessee. That was really a good cache. Yeah. The name of that cache was AOL and the GC number is GC5Y34T. Really cool cache. Now, do you know what AOL stands for?
0: No, you told me, then I forgot. Right.
1: So <laughs> it didn't really strike you as funny because the name of the, you know, the cache is AOL, and I think the hint was Got Mail. And when we got there, and I hate to, you know, give away what the cache is, but I don't know how many people will be there. Uh, it's really cool because it was in a parking lot of a, a Burger King or a McDonald's or some sort of fast food restaurant. And there was a uh, mailbox attached to a tree, and I said, do you think that's it? And you opened it up, and you said, I guess not, because there was real mail in there.
0: Yeah, I thought that it was someone else's mail.
1: But then what did you find out?
0: I found out that the geocache was behind the mail.
1: So cool. I mean, it really was well done. It was so like a real mailbox, even though they're not usually attached to trees in parking lots, right?
0: Right. <laughs>
1: well, that was a good one. So that was one of your favorites that you've done. Anything else stick in your mind?
0: Um, one of the one that we just did. It wasn't on the trip, but the Route 66 one.
1: Yeah, we got one over and we made a quick trip over to Oklahoma to pick up some things. And we stopped on our way back through Kansas near Riverton, Kansas. And we got one called Getting My Kicks on Kansas 66. And that GC code is GC8 five F is in Frank, four E is in Eric. Yeah, that was a cool cache. And at first I was worried when I saw there was a place to park, but it was, it worked out perfectly. It was a cool little place to pull over and park. And it was a really neat sculptor and a really nice cache that was hidden by our friend Viking Chris. You don't know him yet, but hopefully you'll get to meet him. Of the 33 caches that you found, 32 of them are traditional caches. And I don't even know if you know what that means, but we'll talk about it. But one of them is a CETO. Do you know what a CETO is? No. It's funny because you were there. And this is interesting. It's an event where you pick up trash.
0: Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I didn't know that that is what it's called.
1: <laughs> well, CETO stands for cash in, trash out. So you, you go in, you, you grab some caches, but you pick up trash, and it's, it's always an event. It's a very popular event. That one was put on by Brandy Jack, and you logged it back in June of 2018. I've noticed that when I look at the stats of friends and family, it seems like most of them only get caches when they're with me. For you, that's totally true. I don't think you've ever gotten a cache when I wasn't with you, have you?
0: No, I haven't. Tell me why. Because I can't drive. Ah,
1: that's a bummer. Well, if you could drive, would you geocache on your own? Yeah. Yeah. We've got to find you a geobuddy.
0: Ooh, sounds fun.
1: Yeah, we'll find you a geo buddy in Pensacola that you can go caching with. Maybe a nice family. So I'll definitely put on that event. We'll meet some people and we'll get you fixed up. Wow, what a week we had. I drove 18 hours to get there. Uh, we drove 18 hours to get back, uh, going both directions. I went through Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Missouri. And while we were here, we went to Oklahoma and Kansas. It was a great week of geocaching and traveling with my granddaughter and kind of hanging out at the beach. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Joseph McDade, the creator of the music that you hear in the intro, the outro, and then the Let's Go Geocaching music. And a shout-out to Skeet for the laughter and the Let's Go Geocaching soundbite. Our guest, Dill Rose, for sharing her story with us. We want to invite you to be a guest on the podcast. If you would like to be a guest or you know someone that should be a guest, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us two ways. You can email us at info at fourstategeocaching.com, or you can just go to the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast on Facebook. We can't wait to hear from you. You know what to do. Subscribe to the podcast, invite your friends. I'll see you next time in episode four.